If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is The Brain, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Yes! Hey there, this is Spicy Demon, and I wanted to let you know that this episode of Tooncast Beyond features conversations of a very sexually explicit nature. We are reviewing Stan Lee's Stripperella. This is a podcast episode that is not safe for work and honestly not safe for anything. But listen to it in your own private space. We hope you enjoy the episode, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from me in the future. Thanks, Spicy, for that PSA in the beginning here. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Tooncast Beyond, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. I am your host, Tia Joe and Mike, and joining me is my spicy demon, Jennifer. Hello. 69. That's right, in a row. <laughs> so it's, Hi, not, it, it's not just 37 that gets to say that, you know. 37. In a row. <laughs> Hey everyone, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. And joining us here on Tooncast Beyond, I don't know if he's. I, we do video game cartoons, folks, but I don't know if if I don't remember. Oh yeah, you were on the ass episode. That's right. TV's Mr. Neil, and for those of you that don't know, the ass episode was in the beginning of of uh, Tooncast Beyond's uh, lifespan, where we reviewed All Star Superman. 
Oh yeah. It it's uh, it basically spells ass people. Come on now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> evil doers prepare to become evil you see, folks, now, because of life things and everything else happening on, Neil and I haven't recorded in, in a while with, with Pixels. I think the last time we did was we did Darkstalkers and we did the top 50 video game thing, and that's been a while. I think that was back in May of this year. And it uh, doesn't matter. We've, we've, we've been, we haven't been recording in six months, and we can still just flow right back into the same old comedy routine. But today we're going to be very getting very explicit. Um, so if you don't want your kids to hear the podcast, obviously don't listen to it around them. And you know, uh, after all, no, let us corrupt your children. I was going to say, after all, the GCRN ain't Target, you know. So <laughs> tonight we're going to drop a sexy bombshell on you, fine listeners. That's right, we're talking about Stan Lee's Stripperella that aired on Spike TV because this cartoon only had one season, so we'll be talking about the whole series um, in one go. Get those dollar bill, get those dollar bills ready, y'all. But first. We have a little bit of a format change here, and I kind of like this. I think this is cool. I think I think I'm gonna have to have Neil on more often because uh, it's time for Neil's notes. What do you got for your notes on Stripperella? Sleep well, Stripperella. No, of course not. <laughs> Why do you hate models so much? Why? Because my whole life, beautiful girls have spurned my advances. I vowed that one day I would make them all pay. So just because... Also, my mother was a model. She ran off when I was five. I declared then and there that I would make all models pay. Well, but even if you could... Also, I once had a promising career as a model. I had a scholarship to go to modeling college and everything. But then became horribly disfigured in a modeling accident. They said I would never model again, and I vowed to make them all pay. Oh, yeah, also my grandparents were killed by models. I'll admit, you definitely have some valid reasons for not liking models. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try to be brief with this. Basically, uh, if you remember before the year 2000, there was a channel called TN, uh, yeah, TNN called the Nashville Network, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bought out by uh, MTV Networks and became the National Network or the new TNN. And they they brought in a bunch of shows like uh, reruns of Star Trek and uh, and the big coup was uh, WWF Monday Night Raw. And that that will come up later in this podcast, by the way. That, <laughs> that, that has something to do with this show. Oh yeah. Uh, in fact, in fact, uh, the the famous uh, simulcast between Raw and Nitro happened on TNN. Uh, and then. Around 2003, TNN decided to to expand bigger, and they became Spike TV, and they added a bunch of new shows, including an all-animation block on, God, I think it was, like, Saturday or Sunday night. It was, like, primetime, uh, raw, uh, not WWF raw. I mean, like, just, you know. It, it, just, folks, it's it's basically uh, Adult Swim, but yeah, for it's, Spike it's a, TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, I don't remember when Adult Swim came, came out. I think it was. No, it might have been after Adult Swim, but uh, I think they had three came out in like 2001 or something. Yeah, so this was this was after they were basically copying Adult Swim, mm-hmm. and they had three cartoons. It was uh, the Return of Ren and Stimpy, the Adult Party cartoon, Gary the Rat, which was uh, 
kind of a crappy macromedia flash cartoon. I think it was, I think it actually was like a, a flash cartoon on the internet uh, at some point. It was like low red Homestar Runner, and then uh, and then the the standout. Amazingly enough, I thought this. I never thought this show would actually be good. Was Stripperella, <laughs> which is I, I think it's genuinely genuinely funny. It's it. Now, granted, it went through went through a couple hard times. Like it went months without without uh, any new episodes, and then all of a sudden, like right in the middle of the season, it's shifted animation quality. It shifted from Japan to Korea, and you could you can kind of see it. Like the designs changed, and the animation's a little different, but. Uh, it's still really good, and by the way, I love that the uh, that the DVD box set has the courage to call it season one. <laughs> nice. It's like I think it was like long dead by then, and uh, yeah, it's it's like I don't I don't think the Clerks animated series even even had the courage to do that. By the way, like mm-hmm. uh, Clerks and Stripperella are my two top picks for like shows that should never have been canceled. <laughs> well. Oh yeah, well for me, Clerks definitely. I'm I'm super into that. Yeah, and and obviously, for those that don't know, that may have never seen Stripperella, it's essentially what it says. It's about a stripper by day, a spy by night. That's yes. really all you need to know. <laughs> That's really all you need to know. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it, it's Pam Anderson uh, as Stripperella, and um, so Jen and Please. I. Wa- oh, go ahead. She's not a great voiceover artist, she, but her her bad acting is kind of like a strength in the show because it, it comes off as campy. Yeah, and the show itself is just like one big joke, yeah. really. Oh yes, yeah, it, it's it's one big sex joke the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and Jen and I watched this together uh, through the magic of Skype and internet and all that stuff and everything else and. It took us a while to get through, not because of the show quality, but just because of circumstances and whatever else. It took us a while to get to do, be able to do the podcast here because we had to go back and almost rewatch the entire series again uh, so we could remember what the hell happened. And yeah, you're right. The, I, I always notice animation changes, whether it's different styles or whether it's... Uh, you know, if, if Optimus Prime turns blue or if Megatron's gun turns red or what, you know, it doesn't matter. I always will notice animation changes. And it took me a few minutes. It took me a couple episodes of the new animation style to actually enjoy it a little bit more than the first style. Huh? Well, they jump from, I'm, I'm sorry, they jump from Mook Animation, which was the studio that did SWAT Cats, I think, mm-hmm. to uh, this other studio. I forget their name, but they... They did the Land Before Time sequels, <laughs> and I can, I can kind of tell. But they actually did kind of okay on this show. This is yeah, probably I, the best work. It, it didn't take long for it to grow on me, and I kind of like the softer, brighter colors of the uh, um, of the uh, new style. Yeah. All right, so going around the room, first impressions. Neil, let's start with you. Uh, when, when you first saw this and then when you rewatched it, what were your first impressions of Stripperella? My first impression was basically what I said earlier, which is like, there's no way this could be good. This is so stupid. Oh my God, I'm laughing at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I obviously I own the DVD and it, I, 
I just powered through it. I like like you guys. I had to watch it again because it was like many months ago that we planned this and mm. like. So I'm like, darn it, I gotta watch it again. And it just <laughs> flew by. <laughs> I was almost sad that it was over. I'm like, uh, especially the last episode kind of ends on kind of a cliffhanger. Maybe maybe the show will return. No, no. It's kind of sad <laughs> that it... Uh, yeah. That it's... What about you, Jen? What was your... Because had you seen this before we watched it? No. I'd never heard of it until you showed it. As a woman, I, I, I should be greatly offended by this show, but it's just so damn stupid. It's it's hilarious. So, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I, I really enjoyed the animation, especially um, with the uh, first style that they went with. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think the jokes were, like I said, the, the, the show is just one big joke. So... I mean, it was clever and kind of not, it's kind of hard to explain, like, but it was, it was, it was, it was clever, but in a way that I, I, I don't know, it just, it just, it just, um, whatever it did, it did it right. Hi, I'm Muffy, just an ordinary cheerleader. I am Hans Klinko, just owner of Klinko's. How can I help you? Muffy. Do you carry white, eight and a half by eleven, three-hole punch, two-sided paper? Yes. I thought so. Crazy about that stereotypically white-bred family man robbing that bank, huh? He made copies here, didn't he? Are you here to make copies or to ask suspicious questions in a tone that implies that I might have done something evil and mischievous? Oh, um, I'm here to make copies. What are you copying? This? You want to copy a pen? Yes. You never know when you'll need an extra pen. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, for me, I, I had known about it. I had remembered it, but I it had been a long time since I had seen it. So going back and us watching it together, it was like, wow, they really are going all out. And, and that's kind of the point here, because it's... It's a car. It's a thirteen-episode cartoon, folks, about sex and spies and all that stuff. And she, after all, she works at a strip joint. That's the whole reason why her name is Stripperella. And you know they have the the uh, the Agent Sixty Nine gag and and all that stuff. And and uh, yeah, you're right, Neil. Pam Anderson can't act her way out of a paper bag. I mean, unless she's in a red you know, bathing suit with a wa- with a waterboard running on the beach. That's pretty much the extent of her acting. That's the extent of, yeah. Yeah. This is the big time, boys. Starting tomorrow, the world's largest cubic zirconium imitation diamond is going to be on display at the world's largest items museum. It's valued at almost $300. Awesome. Here's how we're going to do it. You two henchmen are going to stand guard in front of the north, south, east, and west entrances. At the same time, you must overtake the security guards, disengage the alarm system, and disable the security cameras. Now, there's only one thing that can get in our way. Logic? No. Stripperella. I want Stripperella dead. Put the word out on the street that whomever kills Stripperella, I, Cheapo, will pay a bounty of... Eight dollars! But the going rate for a hit is more in the range of $50,000. What? That's exorbitant. We'll just have to do it ourselves. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing about this show is um, 
in the beginning of this episode, you guys would have heard uh, her then boyfriend, husband, whatever the hell he was supposed to be. Kid Rock did the theme song for this show. <laughs> Uh, and the sad thing is, I kind of like the one they replaced him with a little bit better. Yeah, well, that that second one that's on the DVD was actually the end credits song on the, for the aired version. And the the funny thing about that is that uh, uh, they always had like the coming like coming up next. You mm-hmm. know, they always had that on, and you never heard that song ever. So yeah. when when I finally got the DVD, I finally got to hear what that song was. Because <laughs> you hear like the last couple seconds of it, and then it's over. It's like God, and I hear it once. Mm-hmm. So that was that was like that was like one of the treats of getting the DVD is finally hearing that song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now with the voice cast for this show, outside of Pamela Anderson, they had some pretty good voice actors on their on on their team here. You've oh God, got... it was like oh, Tom yeah. Kenny and. Uh... Tom Kenny, Maurice LaMarche, mm-hmm. uh, John Cryer, of all people, did a couple Rob, of roles. Rob Paulson. Really? Really? I didn't notice, I didn't notice Rob. Well, yeah, John oh, Rob, Cry- Rob's all over the place. John oh, Cry- yeah. Well, I, I recognize Rob anywhere. But, um, and who else? We, Jeff Bennett, I think, was yep. in it. Yep. Uh, and, of course, they have to give Kid Rock a role as Stiffy Woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Maurice LaMarche is the one that's all over this series, not Rob. Ooh. I don't see Rob anywhere in this list. I heard Rob a lot. I know he's not he's not in it as much as Maurice. Maurice is in every episode because yeah. he's, he's a major character. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's also Cheapo. Yeah, he's Cheapo. Which, you know, at first, when I first heard Cheapo, I really thought it was John Lovitz. <laughs> so did a lot of people. Is that John? Yeah. Yeah. I did get the the John Lovitz. Um, I, I definitely got that. Mm-hmm. And by far, I think for me, the biggest surprise with the voice cast uh, is one of the recurring guest roles. You are fired. Okay, not that one. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Oh, but uh, Dr. Cesarian, I was like, hey, what the hell is the Joker doing here? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like... What, what did Luke Skywalker need a paycheck that week or something? <laughs> that guy has a great sense of humor. I would be oh, surprised yeah. if he wasn't in this show. Yeah, I mean, and the whole time, because you're, you're going to hear various clips throughout this podcast, folks, that Neil sent me. The one clip he sent me that actually has, it, it's part of Mark's scene. All as I can think of is, holy crap, it's the Joker talking to Stripperella. That's all I can think of. <laughs> And I remember that's exactly what we were, were saying when, yeah. uh, first when we were watching. Like, oh my God, is that the Joker? Yep. Are, are they? Is this? The, are we? Are we watching Stripperella or Batman? <laughs> <laughs> we're watching a uh, um, what's the name of that episode? Mad Love. Mad, yeah, Mad Love. Yeah. That's, Love? that's true. All we need is Harley. Um, but, you know, like we said, we got, you know, Maurice LaMarche, you got Tom Kenny's also all over this. I mean, he was Special Agent 14 and a bunch of other other roles. Um, Joey Lauren Adams was was Cat. Um, just so many really great uh, voice actors throughout this series. And it's just so funny to hear, especially, you know, like, I know... Maurice LaMarche can be a, a um, how do I want to say this without hopefully not offending him, 
he can have a raunchy sense of humor, which is fine. But most of the stuff he does in his acting career is not stuff like this. So seeing him as the chief and, and all this stuff and just thinking like, oh my God, thank God Inspector Gadget's not here to see this. Oh, <laughs> Neil, did you have a favorite uh, voice role or character from the series? Besides... Oh, Chief Stroganoff. <laughs> he was just foul in every single episode. Yeah. The way they always introduce him, he's always doing something that's really disgusting, and then Stripperella sits him on, sets him straight. He's like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm not a transvestite or whatever the hell he, he's doing." <laughs> or he's like, it's like drinking a laxative for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. You know, at first, without the um, without the ending of is it the end? You know, at, at, at episode thirteen, if it didn't have that on the end there of will it end or is it the end or not the end, I would have almost said flip the curse of the Werebeaver and Return of the Queen, because Return of the Queen felt like a more like it should have been the last episode. Yeah, Sally, definitely. Well, there's a lot of that in this because no, it does almost... it does seem like they're out of order. Mm. Well, I almost thought at one point they were going to make Return of the Queen like a two-parter, mm. you know. But which, which actually would have been would have been nice, I think. I mean, don't don't you guys don't you think that that it had uh, um, that it could have just been, that they could have made it a two-parter? I mean, it seems like there's more they could have done with that episode. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that that could be um, uh, the. I don't even know with, with some of these episodes. I mean, it's just as we were watching it, uh, you know, we we would snicker or laugh at various various jokes that they would make, and then there are just some jokes that. Are just... It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over forty and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Just, there's going far and there's going way too far. <laughs> okay. I mean, they really pushed the envelope on this. And the other thing that surprises me is that a guy who has been known for, you know, comics his entire adult life has his <laughs> name on. Like, how did that happen? That's what I, I, I don't, I've heard Stan Lee's story of how he got into comics. I've heard all that. I want to hear how the hell he got his name on Stripperella. Well, I... <laughs> Haven't you heard There's the story? Despite him that nobody knows, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I he, don't... Was, he was at a strip joint. He was getting a lap dance. 
And would you care to guess the persona of the uh, her name, the lady who gave him the laugh dance? I give I'll give you one guess. Stripperella. Yes, and she yeah. sued him. What? Wait, wait, yeah, wait! He, this really happened. Yeah, this really happened. He he got a lap dance from someone named Stripperella, and he was like, "I'm gonna make a show, Excelsior!" And and then uh, she sued him for the name, and oh man! And that's why that's one of the reasons why there was never a season two. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows if they would even have renewed it anyway? Yeah, I I'd like to think of this as. And I've said this before on this podcast and other podcasts. There are certain things that one and done is fine. Because it's just one of those things where you, you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And mm. you can tease up the end all you want. Saying, oh, there's going to be more. Oh, this and all that. And then sometimes there just shouldn't be. You know. Um, no, but they never know what's going to happen after season one. I mean, they yeah. can be they can be dropped or they could be they could be renewed i mean that's very true uh do we have neil do you have a favorite episode out of the 13 oh god um i like i like the i don't have the episode names in front of me but i like the one where he it was the small fry was the girl that was hilarious uh you know i'm gonna have to pull up the episode list really quick hello guys Boobies are jiggling. Boobies? Hmm. Anyone? Did you ever notice how you never see erotica and stripperella in the same place? Hmm? What an odd and completely random thing to say. I mean, a lot of people have never been in the same place as stripperella. We haven't. It was just an observation. Excuse me for living. That was the, uh, uh small fry. Oh, man, we just saw no, it the other night, like, too. It's like a munchkin. Evil things come in small packages. Yeah. Episode yes. Eight. Evil because he was like, come... he kept interpreting what everything everyone would say to him as like a small joke. Or like, it, are you or, making? Yeah. It, are it you was, making fun of my size? Yeah. It, it was a small joke or a tall <laughs> joke. Joke. <laughs> the wrath of Klinko was funny just because of how over the top that was. The the guy running a, a, a basically a, a, a clone of King. Yeah, it was Kinko's. Mm. Yeah, it was so long ago. He's running Kinko's, and he's just—it's almost like harder than taking over the world. He's just like, I can't believe how difficult this is running this store, and I'm trying to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and that had—that just had like nonstop jokes, like the, like the one scene where uh, Stripperella is slamming this guy's face into like the copy machine, and the lady from earlier in the episode comes back, and she's like, "I'll take it from here," and then she starts slamming his head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, I like the one where, where Giselle thinks she gave that gave the old guy a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, it's just I could not stop cracking up with that. <laughs> and then what's the other uh, what's the other stripper's name? It's Cat. Um, poor Cat. The episode with her constantly, you know, having the bowling ball gag done yes. on her with her memory. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. God. And who's that one? Who's the one that they keep changing her accent every episode? Oh, what is her name? Well, what Persephone? was the deal with that? Yeah, Persephone. Persephone yeah. yeah. What was the deal I with that? I I can't figure it. Was it? Did they do that like on purpose as a show? Or well, again, between the between the split in the first six episodes, 
I think it was a mistake because in some episodes she sounds like uh, an American and in some episodes she has kind of a French accent. So in the second half, in the second half of the season, they just went nuts with it. Like she'd be Scottish in, in one mm-hmm. episode. Irish you know, or, or she has some kind of, yeah. Or didn't she have like uh, some kind of Peruvian accent at one point? Like... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I think it was a mistake that turned into a running gag. Yeah. It, it, it would have to be. They did call it out in one episode. It was like I didn't. I don't remember you having a Scottish accent. Yeah, like, I that. <laughs> and I, I love the bartender, the gay bartender. Yep. He, he just, you know, it. it there were a little. It, it's a strip club, but there were like these little touches that kind of made it like, gave it some heart. You know, like mm. you know, you have the bartender, you have the 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 guy that owns the place that's that's always like, you know, don't sue us, don't sue us. You know, and it just. <laughs> Yeah. And all the yeah. girls just treated each other like sisters for the most part. I mean, just, it, it had a nice little uh, um, togetherness to it, you know. So I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Stripperella, would you like something to drink? This stuff is great. Uh, sir, that's not really a beverage per se. It, it, it's a laxative. Right. Thank God I'm wearing a diaper. Let's get down to business, Stripperella. I want you to go after Queen Clitoris. Special Agent 14 is on the computer right now trying to track her down. Hi, Stripperella. I'm having a hard time finding Clitoris. She's very elusive. You know, some men think that Clitoris doesn't even exist. Well, what do we know about her? We know that Clitoris is extremely sensitive. That's why it's crucial that Clitoris is not rubbed the wrong way. Absolutely. Uh, and the the one thing about this is that the um, there was an episode where Erotica tries to they they do this whole thing of dating at work, and it's like oh, uh, and it's just so funny. And they they do that, and then um, the whole time that uh, the guy I think his name is Kevin. That no, that's the. That's the manager's name. I forget what the 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 honky guy's name is off the top of my head. Uh, you know, he's asking her about, oh, do you do you, you know do you like things? You know, do you, do you think it's okay to date people that you work with? And blah blah blah. Come to find out by the end of the episode, it was Persephone that he wanted to know all this about, but he was asking Erotica. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, Erotica. <laughs> I felt bad for her at the end of that episode. The best yeah. one like that is the one where she actually had a boyfriend, and she and was he's like she did, perfect. Yeah, and he, she doesn't know if. Uh, well, he he would actually kind of looks down on strippers, and and she didn't know if she wanted to tell him his job mm-hmm. or her job. And then, like at the end of the episode, she he he turns out to be like a really terrible singer. Yeah, and she just, she just walks right up to him and says, uh, "I'm a stripper." Yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't date. Yeah. I would absolutely love I'm very very not sad but I'm very disturbed I guess you could say that this never happened this would have been great as a follow up comic book and it's sad that the comic never happened (laughs) Cam Anderson might have had something to do with that but creative difference of some sort yeah it's um but they've had to play like pay uh, some kind of, of royalty for using her image or something. 
something like that. And they actually made her look more like Pam Anderson in the second half of the series. Mm-hmm. Is such a such a drastic change in, in the character design. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to say about Stripperella? Um, Vince McMahon. He's in this for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's right. Vince McMahon, he wasn't. And then you commented that. You commented, was, do you remember? Yeah, he, yeah. Was, uh, he was Dirk McMahon. One of the few WWE names I'm familiar with. And he wanted to either acquire the the Thunder... Uh, what's the name? Tenderloins. Tenderloins. He either wanted to acquire them or put them out of business, which is just like him in real life. Mm-hmm. I fought my competition. <laughs> I own WCW. You know what this cartoon really needed? And it's kind of apropos that we're recording this and releasing it on and after election night. This needed a Dirk McMahon versus a Donald Trump character. Oh, <laughs> That's what this God. needed. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That would be brilliant. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> that just would have been so great. Uh, you know, Neil mentioned in the beginning about some of the other shows that uh, kind of how how this show stacks up to some of the others. And as Neil said in the beginning, it, Stripperella essentially is the diamond in the rough. Uh, you know, I've made it very clear on Tooncast Classic, if anyone's listened to that, uh, you know, that show that I had done for about two years on the GCR and got to 100 episodes. And I've mentioned it here on Tooncast Beyond. It's very rare. And it's uh, it's something I will never. I, I, I've said this before. Jen can pretty much get me to do anything, mm-hmm. except there's probably one thing she'll never get me to do. No one could ever get me to do this, but I'm going to be doing it at least once. I will never watch Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I tried. I tr- I tried years ago. I've seen the, the the really raunchy episodes. Yeah. I've tr- I tried a few years ago. I tried when Tooncast Classic first started back in 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. And I just could not... It's not because of the comedy. It's not because of the voice. It's because of the animation. I just can't get past it. But uh, coming up after this, this episode and after episode 70, we're going to be doing the 25 days of Tooncast Beyond Christmas here in 2016. Uh-huh. And I think day... Eight or day nine is a scooter for Yaxmas. So I'll be having to watch at least one episode of Ren and Stimpy, but. Oh, jeez. I, uh, I don't know. So you have it in. Just for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. For the I'll holidays, watch. it should be Son of Stimpy or Stimpy's First Fart. Oh. Because oh. that is the Christmas one. I thought a scooter for Yaxmas was the Christmas one. Well, there's more than one Christmas one, but that's. Oh. I think I that's, that's what... the most beloved of, of them all is uh, Stimpy's first fart. <laughs> hmm. But, I, you know, I'd like to talk on this for Go ahead. just for a minute because, uh, you know, there's actually like three eras of Ren and Stimpy. There's like the original Spumco era, which is like the one that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. And then there's like three seasons of just, I don't know if I can call it shit, but it's like really disappointing Ren and Stimpy. It's kind of, it's like when it slid downhill. Yeah, it wasn't John K doing it; it was someone else. And then mm-hmm. John K returned, and that's how we got the Adult Party cartoon. And that was so disappointing. I was actually really disappointed in the Adult Party cartoon because it was very rare that it actually 
uh, aired on time because John Kay would be like, oh, we'll, we'll blow the deadline just because just so we can have good animation. And then, like, you know, they would run a rerun of the classic show, and it's like, well, where's this new adult party cartoon? And then, like, they, they launched on the worst episode, which was, uh, uh, oh, God, I can't, can't remember. It was, like, uh, Onward and Upward. That's what it was called. And it's like the grossest Ren and Stimpy cartoon I have ever seen. It was so bad. I, even me, I cannot watch that cartoon. Wait, which one was that? That's the one where it was just like, just gross jokes throughout. They it opens with them sleeping in a bum's mouth, and it's oh, just like poop jokes and 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 spit jokes and it. That's just Ren and Stimpy in general to me. <laughs> yeah, but it was like cranked up to eleven. Oh man, I've never seen that one. I guess I'm glad I didn't. It's like half of them are kind of bad, and then the other half are actually really good. Like, there's one called The Altruist, which was uh, their take on The Three Stooges. It's, it's, I think it's the longest run in Stimpy ever made. It's like 45 minutes, and it's like all Three, three Stooges jokes. Oh, man. Yeah. Fourth <laughs> track and on the DVD, I think. <laughs> just be, be prepared for bad episodes oh god just there's one that really stands out in my mind where snippy's pregnant yeah and he, he's not really pregnant but they, they kind of have that at the end they they reveal that and it's just one of the dumbest episodes oh, that oh. that was gross yeah I would have rather have had a second season of Stripperella than watch most of Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. All right. Uh, So we're going to give this a rating. For those that don't know, uh, GCR on Universal Rating Scale is 0 to 5 stars. Uh, Neil, what do you rate Stripperella the series? I'll give it a 4. It's it's really good. There are a couple, couple lame episodes... And it's not for everyone, but I I can't help but give it a high score just because I love it so much. <laughs> what about you, Jen? I'm gonna go with a three. It's it's um and, and it's not like Neil said, it's not a bad show, but I mean there are just some parts that just kinda of make me cringe. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm also gonna go with a four. I I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it or not at all, and turns out I really did enjoy watching it. I I don't think I could watch it again for a few years, but uh, <laughs> it was it was you know an enjoyable laugh dance after a while. Mm. So we're it does, gonna it does grow on you. It does I will say that. That just Sorry. yeah I I don't know where to take that one. <sighs> so. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back uh, to close the show. Uh, final thoughts and, and everything else. We'll be back after this. Bow chicka wow wow. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Decian, the superhero webcomic. Decian's got superhero antics and sexy girls. Read it now at Decian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N.com. We are back here on Tooncast Beyond, episode 69. And it is so funny because... I didn't even think back in the Tooncast Classic days to do Stripperella for Tooncast Classic episode 69, I believe. I f- oh, God, who was on that episode with me? I don't even remember at this point. But Tooncast Classic episode 69 was Johnny Bravo, because that was the closest thing to a sex joke I could think of. Uh, <laughs> for some odd reason, I don't know why. Uh, so, 
We are on our way to episode 70, uh, and after that, as I said before, we've got the 25 days of Tooncast Beyond Christmas that we're going to be doing this year, finally. I've had that planned, folks, for about three years now. I went on Wikipedia, and I just searched Christmas cartoons in the United States, and I came up with 50 cartoons between two years. So you're getting two years of 25 days of Christmas, 2016 and 2017. And those will be our ultimate Christmas cartoon episode things. Because we did a holiday show back in Tooncast uh, Classic Days. We did episode 30 where we talked about uh, the Grinch. Not Jim Carrey, the, the, the real one. Classic. Um, yeah. Uh, we talked about the Grinch. We talked about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, Rudolph, Frosty, and a couple other things. I think there were six total cartoons in there. Oh, Charlie Brown and something else. I forget what the other thing was. Um, so yeah, I figure Tooncast, uh, beyond 25 days, Tooncast beyond Christmas, we're, um, I think we're starting with the year without a Santa Claus and I don't know where we're going after that, but for now we've got to close this show out. So thank you for joining us here on Tooncast Beyond. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on this and all of our other episode posts. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Tooncast Beyond is the show Twitter. You can follow at Geekcast Radio for all the other, other, all the other network updates. I am at tf and Mike. Neil, what is your Twitter? P. Lynn Bailey. Don't pee on Lynn Bailey. That's just wrong. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I know. And Jen, what's yours? A spiced demon. Alright. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. You can also check out TV's Mr. Neil over there on Facebook. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond and wish you'll join us next time when we will be deadening the pain of, you know, Stripperella with a little Anastasia. Obscure joke. Talk to your parents, folks. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jen and I are going to be back uh, next episode in episode 70 talking about uh, Anastasia where, you know, you got uh, uh, John Cusack and Doc Brown and... Uh, Bartok the Bat and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, good old Anastasia. For now, I am TF2 on Mike with TV's Mr. Neil, and Spicy Demon. Thank you for listening. Until next time. One purse and snatched. Oh well. Thank you. How can I ever repay you? Mm, do you have a carrot? Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.